Welcome to the Fishers of Men podcast. Now, gentlemen, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, how the world is attacking young people, specifically young men. It seems to be very, it's a very uh, hostile environment to be growing up right now. Uh, could you maybe speak to what it's like to be on a college campus at your age and how, how you guys are using your faith to combat what the world's teaching us? Yeah, absolutely. I like what Father said earlier about um, how we need martyrs, and it's it's so true right now, especially like our generation. I feel like a lot of the time, um, you know, the truth, people want to silence the truth. Um, I heard a good homily last week saying, Father said, uh, St. Mary's, what was, Father, uh, do you remember who it was? St. Mary's downtown? Yeah. Was it, um, could have been Heeslip? Father Joseph. Uh, Joe Finn. Father Joe Finn. Do you, Trevor, you know his last name, don't you? Mm, I know it's Father Joe. Father yeah, Joe. But <laughs> he's, Sorry, he's Father Joe. Dark I don't know your last name. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reserved ordinarily. Um, I don't really know him that well, but Father Joe, it is. Okay, yeah, Father Joe. But <laughs> right. he said, uh, he said people don't want to hear the truth because the truth um, will have will make them change, mm. and that just really hit me because that's so true. Especially you see it on a college campus um, with the party culture and all of that. Right. Um, it is tough, and you know, Gabe was just talking. We we're talking right be or during the break about how we all came in with some sort of fear of losing our faith going to college. So anybody who is struggling with that. I mean, first of all, yeah, we're, we're promised to be persecuted. So there should be a little bit of, you know, good fire in there, um, seeing that coming. But at the same time, like, just come, come hang out at the Newman Center and FICAP, come to one of our events. Like we were saying, like, there's so many guys on fire. There's so many guys that their hearts are just being transformed. Um, the Newman Center, like we were talking about, the Eucharist is exposed from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., uh, Father Mattia and Father Sassy are awesome about doing confessions um, well before each Mass. Um, so the sacraments are always available. And yeah, at FICAP, we're doing a lot of spiritual events. We have a spiritual retreat every spring. Um, and we do, we were just talking about like, we're just praying together as brothers. We just need, we need more men praying together and not being afraid to speak out about the truth um, and not fearing what comes our way because um, you know, we got to get sick of the silence, being silenced. And um, so, yeah, we'll do, we'll do like morning and evening prayer groups. We'll do uh, the bravery, Liturgy of the Hours. Um, like I said, like spiritual retreat, Bible studies. We do a bunch of in-house uh, Bible studies, but we're also like spreading out to other Greek houses now. So, you know, we're hanging out with other bros from other fraternities, just talking about God, going through scripture. It's super cool. Focus missionaries are awesome. Um, there's plenty plenty of stuff here if you want to dive and really understand the truth and grow in relationship with Christ, even in the midst of a college campus where things can seem kind of crazy. And hopefully Catholic Radio is one of those things that augments a lot of those desires. And I don't know how many college-age students or young people listen to Catholic Radio because it's kind of our biggest demographic listener base are the older people and those who just are, are attuned to largely a Catholic radio um, yeah. kind of a talk format of sorts, catechetical in nature. I've heard disturbing things that my parishioners tell me of what um, professors at the University of Nebraska. Mm, yeah. I mean, you can get something, a, a subject matter or a major as as innocuous as like economics, but they've always got to throw in advocacy issues, things that have absolutely nothing to do. I've got a couple of parishioners. I send out a communication on a regular basis to my parishioners, and I had and 
I, I don't I don't think that I shy from that. And I've had people say, you know, I like you tell it black and white, but I'm compassionate and I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. But right will always be right and wrong will always be wrong. Yeah. And I've had some of my parishioners who are professors at the uh, university, and I just say to them, you're out of line. It has no no place in the classroom, and you're just trying to promote an agenda, an agenda that's anti-gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important to have just a strong basis for what you believe in because I can see coming into like a college campus like that, if you don't know what you believe in, then, I mean, you can just be swayed so easily. I can imagine that a disappointing thing would be for any of you to establish a relationship with a contemporary, and then all of a sudden they hold positions that are antithetical to yours. And then you just say, you know, I almost had a love for this person, but man, our differences are irreconcilable. You know, or it would be like, you know, finding somebody whom you think might be your spouse, and you just say, like, on life issues or on gender issues, you know, we're just so far apart that I we can't make this work. That you know, that's the disappointing thing. Um, that there's, and that's that should not be a part of a land grant university. No. Is a promotion and the fostering of anti-gospel things that have no relationship to certain things that are taught. And that's why I am, let me ask you this. Um, what role did your parents play in your trying to live the faith? Now, you know what the t- biggest temptation is? Cause I lived it at one time. Mm-hmm. Once you're away from home, out of mind, out of sight, Oh, good and mom, good mom and dad, you know, uh, they're not going to see if I, you know, I mean, I'd quite be old enough. I'm going to have a couple of beers or, you know, I'm not going to go to mass and whatever it might be, fill in the blank. Um, and then, but after a while, I think that the, Sam and I talked about this uh, recently, that that first year of uh, being away from home and out of high school is a big, huge growing up time. Mm-hmm. You know, oh gosh, you mean... The car insurance is due, and I got to pay for it, right. or yeah, and, or you know, any variation thereof. Good mom and good old mom and dad aren't around to make sure that I get out of bed and get to class on time. I got to pay my own bills. I'm responsible for get, getting to work and what have you. What role did your parents play in yeah. your faith? No, I mean it, their role. Um, you know, I'll speak on behalf of the Fisher Bros here, but uh, our parents' role was was huge. Um, one of the things that. Uh, we ha- heard a talk from Focus founder Curtis Martin actually just last semester. He was talking about this studies show that um, spiritual conversations inside of the home are the the leading uh, factor uh, determinant of somebody continuing their faith in college and into adulthood. And it, it made me think. I was like, we 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 did. We had spiritual conversations in the home, not just like the basics, like obviously like praying before and after meals is great, going to mass is great, but um, we would we'd have spiritual conversations around you know, the homily, the gospel over the day, different things. Um, and that was huge because my parents um, were parents first and foremost, uh, but I was able to have a good enough relationship with them um, that I was comfortable talking about certain things. Um, and that did carry on into college then, you know, um, I had a good relationship with them. And so uh, my actions, while it weren't perfect, um, just because I had great parents didn't mean I didn't make mistakes. Uh, but that relationship allowed me to then... Um, mature in college and still, you know, they led me in that direction of the faith. They led me into the direction of the Newman Center and the resources there. Um, and then from there I took it. And um, so, yeah, I can't thank my parents enough, honestly, for And they didn't force for it down your throat. No, no, not at all. And you were not afraid that whatever you guys 
might have gotten into or experienced, you were not afraid to bring it to them. Mm-mm. That's huge. Kids need to be absolutely open and honest with their parents and not be afraid or embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And how great it... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to emphasize also just in some situations, I have a lot of friends who may not have had parents that yeah. um, mm, raised them that way, but there's still so much hope in Lincoln. And especially just this next week, we're bringing about a dozen students into the faith through Holy Week and the Easter Vigil Mass. Like there is so much hope. I Even just like in my friend group, like now we are extremely devout, but coming into college just did not understand where we were at. And I really want to emphasize that there is hope, especially even if you know some people going to UNL that have not um, been raised as awesome as maybe the Fisher bros here, (laughs) that there's hope for them. And especially like going to confession or just community nights. We have ministries that reach out and just spread, cast the nets wide so we can bring those students in and just show them what it's like to be surrounded by people who care about their faith. I just got Excuse me, Jim. But do you know what part of that is, too? That's part of the growing up process. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and I would say don't fault any young person because, well, a lot of parents are absent somewhat by default. I don't think by intention. I think that a lot of people, and people say, gosh, Father, you shouldn't be saying this here, you know, insulting people. I think a lot of Catholics simply don't know their faith. I think that's just the reality, that they mm-hmm. don't know their faith. But they're good people. They go to Mass on Sunday, try to live their lives in conjunction uh, and in fulfillment of the Ten Commandments, but they just don't have the groundedness and the rootedness of spirituality. There's one thing to recite a prayer on a card. There's another means of praying. What does it truly mean to pray? And um, you and that's why I said the first year out of high school and into whatever post-secondary education you get into is a huge growing up. And you just hope, you know, a lot of people test the waters, you know, I've never done this or whatever. You know, I want to try just to see what it's like. You hope that they don't go too far and go off the deep end. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to realize, oh, shoot, it's kind of anticlimactic. Is that all there is? Mm-hmm. And then uh, then they get down to the serious business of, you know, studying and growing in their faith and what have you. Well, and you touch base on that, Father. Uh, you know, not a lot of us do know our faith as well as we should. I think that's why Catholic Radio is a great medium for that. Uh, I learn so much every day. And I you know, was brought up in a Catholic family like all of you were and, you know, had the, the schooling and all that. But at the end of the day, I learn something every day when I tune into the station. This has been the Fishers of Men podcast.